what I've learned is things get busy and you have to be very careful about what you commit yourself to. And I think it's understanding what you can sort of take and then realizing that you need to give yourself a bit of a break. Hi, this is Alexandria from Sacramento, California. You're listening to Your Financial Planner, Now What? The podcast that helps you fast track your career by bringing you meaningful conversations on topics that influence new financial planners, their careers, and the lives of their clients. Well, thanks for joining us today. And today I am so excited to be introducing some new podcast hosts. Uh, We have been hinting at this over the last couple of um, months, and now you have heard all of them on various episodes, but we are bringing them together for you to uh, get reintroduced to them and kind of hear more more about them, uh, what they're excited about and more, um, more of their stories. So I'm bringing you the three new hosts that we have for the podcast. So to give you their names, they're Ian Harvey, uh, Alexandria Davis, and then Matt Fizell. And so they all have different interests and different perspectives that I think you guys are all going to find really valuable. So starting off with Ian, I've gotten to know Ian recently uh, through his work with NextGen and my work with the FPA. And I can tell you, he is one of the most passionate new planners that I know. And he cares so much about the profession. He sees a larger landscape of the profession. And he is all about how can we, as a next generation, help influence and really shape the profession to be a place that we all want to be working in and, and a place that really helps our clients. So Ian, thanks for being on here and thanks for being a host. Sure. Thanks for having me. So Ian, what are you excited about for being a host on this podcast? I'm excited to be talking to many different folks who have different experiences in financial planning, uh, specifically in the financial planning profession, um, and understanding what their experience looks like and how we use that experience to continue to build out uh, the profession of the future. Um, And we can't certainly do that on our own. And I don't know that we even want to. Um, and so to me, it's about trying to understand more as best I can, what has happened to this point, um, who's continually, uh, working on the profession and what can we do as a group, as a cohort, uh, to help continue to lead that charge. I love how you're talking about the profession. I always, it's, it's the profession, not the industry of financial planning. Yeah, it's interesting because and we actually there's a conversation happening right now on Activate about this, and it's interesting to follow. Um, it's almost like when people hear this conversation of fiduciary versus not fiduciary come up, they automatically hear, and I don't necessarily blame them, uh, fiduciary good, not fiduciary bad, and if you're in the not fiduciary bucket, you must be bad. And that's not what the conversation should be about in my view. I think the conversation should be more about What are we providing to clients and how are we holding ourselves accountable and in which ways can we actually hold each other accountable to a fiduciary standard given all of the business models? So that takes a good deal of exploration and understanding, which I'm not there. Um, I'm not sure we're there as a profession. Well, what's so exciting to me about having you on this as a podcast host is like, like you're saying, like you're, we're not there yet. We're all here along on this journey together. So that's, what's really exciting. It's, it's, we don't necessarily have all the answers, but we're all in this together. I think, um, yeah, no, that's it. Exactly. Oh, great. So our second host that we are bringing on is Matt Fizell. And so in full disclosure, Matt is my pair planner for my firm that I have. So whenever he talks about these firm owners, just with a grain of salt. <laughs> but one of the things I really appreciate about Matt is he re- he's really kind of exploring this, this uh, what it, where's the cutting edge of planning going? Like, what are the new ways, the new career paths? So, I mean, he is not working a traditional 
nine to five job. He's, you know, working for paraplaners. And in my conversations with him, he's really pushing the envelope of, of how do we run our businesses? How do we, how do we serve advisors? How do we serve clients, uh, you know, better? Um, the other fun thing about Matt is he really has a passion around students and helping that transition from student to, to planner. And so I've just had some of the most interesting conversations with him about that. And I think he's definitely going to be one to watch in in that space. So thanks for being a podcast host, Matt. Yeah, thanks for having me, Hannah. I'm really excited to get started on this. Yeah. So what what makes you most excited about about jumping on here and, and being a host? Yeah, I think the thing that excites me the most is just hearing stories from, you know, other planners in the profession. Um, I know when I came out of college, you know, there's always that pressure to have it all figured out right away, you know, get your first job, uh, get started on your career path and uh, just go from there and hopefully stay at a company long term. But what I've really learned the most in the past year is, you know, there's so many different channels that you can get involved in the profession. And uh, coming out of college is, you know, it's really daunting tasks, you know, especially if you have student debt and all that fun stuff. But um, just being able to share other planner stories and, you know, showing the students out there and, you know, the younger planners who we, we need to stay in the, the profession and not get sucked up in the industry, you know, just showing them that there are multiple pathways out there and being able to find what works for you is really important and uh, finding a good long-term fit. Well, and I'm, I'm just so excited to have you on, especially as we kind of explore these like alternative career paths. I mean, you know, it's the world is changing and, and our profession is changing. And I, I just see you as very much on that on that cutting edge. So, and you get an inside look of all these planners practices with what you're doing right now. Yeah, absolutely. And I think that's a, another really important thing to understand as you know, someone entering the profession is, um, you know, planners do have their own ways of doing things, especially if they're running you know, their own small business and finding what works for you and what works for them uh, is really important. And, you know, as you and I both know in our work together, it takes some time to figure that out. Uh, but also just not being afraid to, you know, communicate with the planner that you're you know, going to be working with that, you know, some things aren't perfect in your business and that's okay. Um, but also understanding that, you know, I'm still young in my profession, uh, the people entering the workforce, you know, straight out of college, uh, you're still learning and planners are totally okay with that. Um, so I'm really excited just to share those stories and hear more, you know, planners who, who have found their, their path. And last but certainly not least, we have Alexandria Davis, who is a brilliant new planner um, entering in the profession right now and more towards the beginning of her career stage. Uh, she's a podcast junkie, which is always near and dear to my heart. Uh, but she has a very sharp eye for content and picking out these really great stories. And, and what are we missing? Um, she has a very good sense of, of the pulse of what's going on in financial planning right now. Um, and I really do think she has a lot of, you know, we'd look at what do new planners need as they come out of school. I mean, she has like the best qualities um, and really, I think, is such a great example of, of that. Um, so thank you, Alexandria, for for joining us as a podcast host. No problem. Thank you, Hannah, for including me in this movement. Yes. Oh, I love it. So what are you <laughs> most excited about for being a host on this? So like you said, Hannah, I love listening to podcasts. And one of the things that I think really pulls me to podcast listening is just the way you're able to use it as a vessel for learning. Um, I mean, it's free content and, and that's really the best part to me, but also I'm able to hear other people that I don't get to hear all the time. So maybe going to conferences or being able to have one-on-one -on -one conversations being shared on a larger scale allows for more people to hear about it. I think that's probably the best part is that we're able to share all this information to the masses, um, especially when you have a really good 
connection with someone. So I just think I'm really excited for the learning piece and then also just allowing people to have a voice on the podcast. Well, thank you. And, you know, the other piece that I didn't include in your introduction was that you are the next-gen president-elect. Um, so you are kind of also transitioning into into that role as well. Yes, that is quite the transition. And uh, that's one thing I will say that this profession has definitely helped with is being able to learn different uh, qualities about yourself and really grow your strengths and point out different things you need to work on. Um it's not so much 100% just, oh, what you do for the clients all the time, but also what you do for yourself to kind of give back, but also help push yourself forward as you kind of advance through this profession. And on a personal, you just got married, right? <laughs> I did last July. It's actually kind of funny thinking about that, that, you know, in six months or so, like that's already been a whole year. So time is really just passing. <laughs> Alexandra, you're, you're, Absolutely spot on about time, time moving fast. So, you know, that's a great segue into, you know, let's talk about what have, what have the four of us learned in this past year? You know, what has it been? We've all had very different paths that we've, we've, we've traveled in the past year. So I would love to hear from you guys, you know, kind of what happened this past year for you guys and what are your takeaways? Like, what are you guys going into 2019 knowing that you didn't know last year? So Ian, we'll throw it to you. So Alexandria is the president-elect of NextGen. You were last year's NextGen president and you had a job switch. You had quite a few transitions. So what have you learned in this past year? I think that what I've learned is things get busy and you have to be very careful about what you commit yourself to and get ahead of items that you have maybe committed to and can't get to. It's a small thing, um, but I think understanding your time, where you're spending your time, uh, and making sure that everyone who needs to know knows uh, where you are, what you're doing, so that uh, everything works in synchrony. I also think I learned, or I've learned at this point, how to give myself a break. I think when you sign up for a lot of things as a volunteer and you're you're early in your career and you're trying to find your way, there's a lot that can come up, and it's 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 perfectly acceptable to have a full time job and then try to trying to still understand what days in the week you need to cook to make sure you have food all week. Um, and at the same time, not over committing with volunteer efforts. Right. So I think it's understanding what you can sort of take and then realizing that you need to give yourself a bit of a break. You know, and I think, I mean, you're talking about this in the context of volunteering, but that's also like for any high achiever. Mm -hmm. And if you're listening to this podcast on your own time, I'm guessing you probably fall in that high achiever category. <laughs> right. Right. Exactly. So did the three of you guys set New Year's resolutions for 2019? Yeah. So my first New Year's resolution is to give myself a break. And I, I say that because I think when, you, when you're a high achiever, right, and if, if that's where you find yourself, um, you want to do a lot of things. And at the same time, you can't do everything. And if you are like me, on some level, that feels like defeat. Um, and I think realizing or recognizing that you're approaching every situation with your best self is more as if, if not more important than overcommitting to everything and trying to be everything to everyone. Uh, and that's a hard thing for me to do. So for me, that this New Year's resolution, when I say give myself a break, I think um, understanding where I can commit myself and how much time I need to spend on me to make sure I'm showing up properly to each item that I've committed to. That includes work, volunteerism, everything. Family, yourself, yeah. Oh, yeah. Which, unfortunately, you know, I think about last, right? And I think that's, that might be true for many people, which is when you need it, you think about it first, right? And so 
ensuring that you're cultivating the relationships you want and need in your life uh, at different periods of time, you have to spend some time cultivating and dealing and 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 enjoying those relationships today and, and going forward. So yes, that is certainly included, um, but certainly is should not be as much of a second thought as it sometimes can be. I set a New Year's resolution, but I don't think it. I I, I really don't start it till February one. <laughs> and what's your New Year's resolution, Alexandria? This year, it's really to be more intentional as far as um, gratitude goes in saying thank you. Uh, about the podcast junkie, I listened to one last year, and it was just realizing the power of saying thank you more often um, and making sure you're being intentional with that when people do something, even the smallest thing. So I'm trying to be better about doing that and making sure people feel really like thanked by me when they do something for me. And you're starting that February 1st, you said? Yeah, no, that sounds terrible, huh? So are you just going around not saying thank you is what it sounds like. But um, I just try not to do it like the day everybody else does it because then I get kind of wrapped up in other things and then I end up restarting. So I'm like, okay, let's just, let's kick this off (laughs) at a time that really works for you. And I also use the month of January to just do more self-reflecting and kind of like, re-energizing myself. So that way I kind of feel like I start something off with a bang. Oh, that's cool. Um, so Matt, do you have New Year's resolutions? Yeah, I do. Um, this this year, I really wanted to focus on saying no more. Um, you know, last year was starting the paraplanning business and, you know, kind of feeling that crunch just to get everything rolling and, you know, making money. Um, you know, I was taking on a lot of work that I didn't necessarily enjoy. Um, so this year, just focusing on what work I am enjoying and saying no to uh, you know, some of the planners I either work with now or uh, future opportunities if I don't think it's going to be enjoyable work in the long run. And, you know, I think that's one of the hardest lessons to learn, right, is to say no. Um, and it's, uh, you know, we talked about this a little bit earlier with you of, you know, it's really scary to kind of jump out there and do something on your own. Yeah, I mean, you know, especially in today's day and age, you know, where there's so many opportunities constantly bombarding you, um, you know, it's, it's really hard to not overload yourself. Um, and, and I learned that the hard way uh, about three or four months into my business. So you guys are, have all listened to your, this, your financial planner. Now what podcast you guys are all financial planners at different stages, different career tracks. Um, but I'm curious. So what do you guys think that this podcast needs? Uh, what are you guys excited to bring to this, um, to really help enhance this for our listeners? And like, what are you excited to, to work on or what, you know, things coming up in the podcast? I'd say one of the big things that um, I feel about my own um, characteristics that I feel like could probably help is just like bringing the smile and the humor and really just allowing the profession to bring that light out of people um, through the podcast. I think uh, our profession is can be very serious in as far as the scope with clients and as far as the scope of like having to pass your CFP and find a you know, good job. There's just all these check boxes. And so sometimes it's, it helps as you're going through this journey to really just feel like you're, you know, can bring some light to the table and a little bit of a smile. And so I think that's one of the things that I'm really eager to bring is kind of that energy. And then also I think content, you kind of talked about it a little bit in the intro, but I think it's really important for us to point out the different career paths and really get people excited to know that, everybody's different and everyone's unique in their own voice and everyone has their own thing to say. So 
really using this year to point out these different opportunities so people know that, one, it's okay to be different and and strange and unique. (laughs) And I think that's something that's been going on on the podcast, but I think will help now that we have three new hosts. Yeah, I definitely agree with you. And, you know, I look back at my 2018 and, you know, I started my own business. I was studying for my CFP and hoping to pass that. Um, And I really sometimes I just felt like I was on an island. And I definitely felt that way uh, back when I was going through my transition out of the broker dealer world as well. Um, You know, there's no such thing as a perfect job out there and there's going to be rough days. But, um, you know, what I really enjoy about the podcast and what I shared in my episode, you know, it really just enlightened me that there's a lot of other people who are going through the same thing as me. Um, And that was really helpful. And I think, you know, Ian, you might be able to resonate with your job change as well. Uh, You know, it sometimes feels like a fire hose of, you know, life events coming all at once. And just having that support system and being able to hear other stories was really helpful to me. And I hope I can bring more of that to, you know, all planners, not just the, the younger planners out there. Yeah, I think you're right. I think it's it's the idea of drinking out of a fire hydrant is the analogy that came to my mind, right? Um, I think what's interesting is that this podcast has grown to a, a level where there's conversation as the the weeks and months are approaching and what we're going to hopefully be interviewing and talking about. So to me, um, I'm excited for the different perspectives coming to the podcast. We all, uh, Hannah has done a phenomenal job. And what I'm, what I realized in our first call is that the different perspectives allow us to have some conversation and then hone in more on who we're going to be interviewing. So I think different perspectives is exciting for me. And then obviously learning from, from all y'all and, and making sure that, that this profession is moving forward in a way that, that everyone's comfortable with. Oh, I, Ian, that resonates so much with me because, you know, with the podcast, one of the things I've always worried about is like, it's just my filter. And it's like, there's so much more out there to financial planning. So I'm so excited um, to have you guys, to have you guys um, here on the podcast and bringing that perspective and really help sharpening, sharpening this for, for the listeners. The one thing everybody's touched on is, like you said, is the perspective. But I think also something to point out is the conversation that can be had after the podcast has been listened to. So everybody listens to podcasts differently or, um, you know, different times of the day and where we can go to conversate after the podcast to just still kind of curate new ideas with people and share what our tidbits or takeaways, not just as like an interview person, but what like listeners are hearing is always really like the best part, I think sometimes, because it provides that feedback of, learning an opportunity for more content, but also learning an opportunity for growth for individuals. I'm so glad you said that, Alexandria. You know, we end up every podcast now with inviting people to join us over in FPA Activate to really continue some of these conversations. So if you are not part of the FPA Activate uh, community on Facebook, be sure to go join there because that, you're exactly right. It's it's more than just a conversation. It's about this community of people um, and really like we need to hear your voice, like the listener's voice, like your voice is really important to, to, to the profession and what we're doing. Um, so, so thank you for saying that. So I'm curious, what topics fire you guys up? I think right now I, I point out a lot of topics that aren't maybe my strong points as I go through this professional journey. Um, I have taken the CFP now twice. And so I'm even like, on, on a scale of knowing just what the exam tells you, but just feeling confident in my role, you know, my current role. I think something that would be really interesting as far as talking about and getting building my own strengths on um, is investments. 
that's a topic that one, I don't talk a lot about in my own firm. That's not necessarily my expertise, but it would be something that I'm interested to see how other people navigate, you know, learning about investments, orienting themselves and orienting clients. Um, It can seem like a very scary topic to me. Uh, So I can only imagine new planners kind of jumping into that role and maybe what resources are out there to help people with building um, that skill. Yeah, the the topics that fire me up is just really, you know, where are we going as a profession and how do we foster that next generation of financial planners? Um, You know, certainly my career path of, you know, getting chewed up in the broker dealer uh, has played into that quite a bit. But, you know, I'm just really excited to uh, explore how we can help younger planners find their fit in the profession faster. Um, I really think paraplanning is the answer to that. So I do get pretty fired up about, you know, talking about paraplanning and what a paraplanner actually does within a firm and how they can really help, you know, leverage an advisor's time. So, um, you know, I'm all about the younger generation and I I get really excited about that as well. I think it's interesting to consider cross-generational growth of the profession. Um, And so, What I mean by that is as the pendulum swings, which areas have we focused on a lot for the last 10 years uh, as a profession in terms of uh, what are we teaching professionals um, and educating them on and then realizing sort of where those pitfalls are today and hopefully being able to bring those to light and fill those gaps. So over the past five to 10 years, we've been talking more about practice management. We've been talking a lot about financial life planning. We've been talking about this concept of financial planning versus investment only. And that has really permeated the profession and conferences and items and areas where people can get involved. Um, And I wonder if there's more of a technical question that's come up now where people understand financial planning a little more in the profession. And we need to make sure that those technical items are there. I think Alex is spot on. I'm interested in the fiduciary conversation on a broad scope and how does the entire profession or what folks, some folks bifurcate as the industry, become a fiduciary one. Um, and I think the CFP board standards will help that. We'll have to do some wrestling with that ourselves. Uh, I think individuals are going to have to decide for themselves what fiduciary means. And then we will have to agree as a group how we go ahead and ensure that fiduciary standard. And it's not about, in my opinion, holding you know financial advisors accountable in order to, to catch advisors doing the wrong things. It's more consumer-based, right? How many consumers are confused or don't understand when they go walk into a financial planner's office whether or not their needs are being held first? So I'm hearing advocacy is really important to you, Ian. Mm -hmm. Yep. Advocacy. And then also um, even some of the pro bono of like, what does the public know about financial planning? You're exactly right, Hannah. I think the, I think it's interesting to explore innovative ways to help encourage pro bono efforts going forward and raising the education level of a general consumer when it comes to financial planning topics. Great. Well, I am so excited to have all of you guys on here as new hosts and think that this is going to elevate the podcast to even another level. So thank you all for, for first of all, your commitment to the profession and to helping new planners. And so to give our listeners a taste, we've been working on some of the content coming up for this podcast. So we are going to be looking at managing people. Um, a lot of new planners are talking, you know, kind of get to that point where they have to manage other other planners. We're going to be talking more about like what Matt was saying on the pair planning and really diving into like, what does that actually look like? And, and what are the lessons that we can learn from paraplanning. And we're also going to be diving into the changing business models. And what does this look like for our career paths as well as for the firms in the profession? 
We hope that this podcast and our guests help you to better navigate the financial planning profession, boost your career, and help you grow as a financial planner for your clients. The FBA Activate Facebook community is no different, and we really hope to see you there. Thanks for listening.